Hi, Strong Bad. I wanted to know what your craziest cartoon would be like. Please make a crazy cartoon. Your awesome friend, Monkey Dude. Look, I'm not your friend, Monkey Dude. Crazy cartoons usually have titles that have nothing to do with the cartoon itself. Oh, oh, and at least once an episode, Hey Steve would show up to deliver his catchphrase. Hey Steve! And Bubs would definitely be the voice of the wheelchair. I'll get you, Hey Steve, if it's the last thing I do! I'd be in there too, but my head would be an old keyboard, and when I get mad, it'd play the demo. It's time for another episode of 252. Featuring Ralphie D, Frank G, Kubota Kurt, Princess Crazy Girl, and Amy the Dream Master. Hey Ralph, why don't you ask Curtis a very strange question to start the show? Hey Kurt, didn't you see someone uh, cut up and snort some crank right in front of you in art class? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was like for me, that was shocking. That he we were having a conversation. And he was just talking to me. He put it on the desk and he started, you know, chopping it up and everything. And I'm looking at him like, dude, is that what I think it is? And then he was like, and he was just, he just kept talking to me so naturally about whatever the hell he was talking about. I couldn't even pay attention anymore because I was just sitting there aghast. I was like, are you really about to do drugs <laughs> in school? Speaking of people doing drugs in school, here's Amy. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do no drugs, hey, Amy, do we? I did do a lot of drugs. I did a lot of acid. I smoked a joint in school. Oh, I walls class. Wall class. Was it with the teacher? With the teacher? Um, no, no. But the teacher did know because he came up next to me and he was he like took a big deep breath in and he was like, Miss Schaltes, how are you doing today? And I know he could smell it on me because the whole goddamn fucking bottom floor of the school could smell it so because i was so bright enough to choose the bathroom right next to the classroom that i had to go into so within like two minutes the whole freaking floor bottom floor was full of like it just smelled like weed well you know to be fair yeah. you did go to are you high i mean come on <laughs> See, we were smart enough to do it in the car yes it was redford union and are you high yes <laughs> and it did teach you to we did get plenty of high my uh one of my best friends, like when we would do acid in school, she was like, <laughs> she was so short that, and this is weird too, like, because normally you don't want to be in confined spaces or, or anything like that. She would make me lock her in the locker in between like while class what? was going on. She's like, instead of like skipping out on a class, she's like, I'm just going to go in the locker, come and get me after class. And I'm like, what? It's <laughs> like Gary Coleman living at the train station kind of thing. <laughs> What'd you do, Mom? And I'm like, okay. I've also found her in the dryer on acid. So I think wow. she just. It was spinning really cool, man. <laughs> We used to like get in trouble for reading comics and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get, I did get caught. I got caught. My, my mom busted me on the phone making an order, and it was for my brother. <laughs> and it was me. I was I was or I was I was getting a sheet of acid. So, <laughs> wow. 
They didn't mess hey, around, well, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, That's so your, your local drug guy would take orders over the phone? Yeah, oh. back then. Yeah, back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Why not? They didn't have to worry about the stuff that they that we have to worry about now. We didn't have... Oh, there wasn't as much surveillance and stuff, right? Right. In the what? 90s, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> I still have mine. It doesn't yeah, do anything anymore, though. <laughs> wait, wait, you still have a beeper? <laughs> I do, but I, I don't wear it out and stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> I think I was thinking about wearing it out just as a clock, just to be, have people go, what the fuck? What is he doing? <laughs> on the hip, wearing it on the hip. Because now people are surprised. <laughs> wait, I've actually got a double A sitting here, so let's see. <laughs> Oh my god, Oh my god. Hey, I missed that sound. That's a flash. Oh, you told me that was a beeper app that you just had. And it's no, not a functioning that's beeper. The, that's the real deal. It says no calls because I have no service. Oh my god. That, just, that just flashed me back to high school. Oh my god. Oh, I'm wow. No pages. This is like the first week where I'm like, oh, I don't have anything going on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's been like nonstop for like the last two months, man. I'm just like, go, go here, do this, do that, and get it all out. And then, of course, summer's ending, so everyone's like doing like end of the summer barbecues and last chance before the weather gets shitty time. And that would be the perfect time to go get on the Boblo boat. And go to fucking Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> the people outside of here again, like, hey, they have, what's that? You know, it's right. a big amusement park that we had here. And I guess if you look at it, it wasn't really as big as I thought it was. You know? No, look it's at the probably, pictures. It's, it's really small. So small. I I guarantee, like, if we were to get on it, we'd be like walking on in it, and it'd probably be like the size of. It's probably smaller than Belle Isle. Maybe is Belle Isle bigger? The island is maybe bigger, but the actual part where the park was is just a little tiny chunk. You know, what I mean, it almost looks like the, you know, like the center section of Disneyland where you just go to, to hub out to everywhere else. You could fit all of Boblo in that one chunk. You know, it was so just a couple that, of coasters and a couple of rides, and it just seemed so huge when we were younger, though. When we were younger, right? Because I would go at least two or three times a year, at least once for with school always right and then we would do soccer tournaments there um at least once or twice a year so we would always be going and yeah it just seemed like it was always so huge i remember the water log ride and there was a couple you know they had the nightmare and the blue streak or whatever or the mean i don't know what the hell that corkscrew i don't the the first roller coaster I ever went on was the, the there. Yep. The big one, you know. Did you watch that and, video that had the guy yeah, hold, holding the camera while going through it? <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I remember doing this. But I what I don't understand is I thought that they turned it into a gated like community park or something. So they, did, uh, they tore down the the park part. You know, they left the buildings, but they took down the, the rise and the gear. And they did, there's a gated community of homes on there. 
but it's okay. not it's not where the park was because like there's more island. You know what I mean? So they left the island, so that that's all abandoned still there. There's still that's... people on it, and there's still houses, but they're like a mile away from where that stuff is. So, so how did they get onto the island? They have their own ferry entrance and stuff too, but they must either they have a separate ferry that's not that boat, or they just are using their own little speedboats. Their or own speedboats. Or hmm. helicopters, perhaps. Or some of those people could even be flying the hell out of there if they're rich enough to be buying there. No shit. I think at the point where you're buying a home on a private island, you've got to have a few bucks. <laughs> right. Of course, it's a right. private island near Detroit. It might be cheap. You know. <laughs> it can't be all that expensive. Actually, that's uh, international. Well, if you go to Gibraltar, that's still the United States. Yeah, but once so, you get to the island, after you cross over through the water and stuff, you know, you're you're out there in international land. Oh, damn. The line, so, the line's in the water somewhere. So that's where my uh, my canoeing. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get like two miles out into the into the river there, and then we're fucked. Yeah. Some guys grow up in some uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police in a rowboat with a moose. Hey, you're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Where are you guys headed? You must be on crack. Head back to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's that way. Just float on back that way. I would love to go on there, though. That would be a cool place to. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I want to go on there. I want to explore. I want to explore. Yeah, I just remember my mom getting drunk and dancing on the boat and the arcade games and like candy shop thing or whatever. And yeah, it was people like, you puking know, off the side of the boat because they're too drunk. And instead of having to go to something, even Cedar Point was kind of a haul. You know, oh, yeah. you, you could get on on the Bobla boat. You get a nice boat ride and all the fun stuff that you could do on there, you know. And then you'd get there and have a whole day of doing cool stuff at an amusement park. And then you'd get another boat ride back. You know, it was a good day. Right. Yeah, I always had fun. And all the I adults haven't... were constantly wasted the entire time, including exactly. the guy who captained the boat. <laughs> he probably was. Like, shouldn't you be up front somewhere with the steering wheel in your hand, dude? <laughs> It's on auto. It's on autopilot. Yeah, it pretty much <laughs> goes boat, by itself unless something goes wrong. <laughs> the boat. The boat steers itself. Don't worry. Don't worry, kids. Go back and play on your. Here. Here's a quarter. Go play your arcade game. Yep, they did too. They had two arcade. And Miss Pac-Man and Asteroids were on the bottom yep. level in '82. I don't know about later. So I, I thought last time I went was probably '84, maybe '85, perhaps. <laughs> It didn't close till 93 or something, eh? Yeah, I went all the way up until then. I know that. I went nice. because of the soccer. You know, oh, yeah. I was always, I played soccer. We were in soccer clubs That's and right. stuff because you, my dad, so. You were still in school then, I forgot. <laughs> well, I, well, I graduated in 95, but we played, we did a lot of ours in the 80s. We went, you know, in, in school and stuff like that in the 80s and up until I think I stopped maybe in like the 90s and then that's when we started going to Cedar Point because we were old enough to ride the bigger coasters and it was cooler to go there because it was the bigger coasters and oh yeah it was a bigger scale it's like the, oh, next, yeah. the next level up yeah they had just like dropped the mean streak and everything and that was the first time i had went is they had just put the mean streak in there used to be king's island around here somewhere too like in ohio yeah 
it was in Ohio where sea, it was Kings Island and Sealand, I do believe, or SeaWorld. I don't know if they still have it. I think they do. SeaWorld is still there. I think Kings Island, it turned into something else for a while, and then I think it went away too. I don't know because I just saw my girlfriend post pictures and it said Kings Island on it. Oh, maybe it's still there. So I think it may be still there. And I've been to a Six Flags before. I went in high school in 10th grade. We went to um, D for with the band with my with my band class. Um, we had an, an event that we had to play on the White House lawn. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. Clinton? And, uh, yep, right, Clinton was cool. there. Yeah, so it was kind of cool, and he came out, and we got to meet him and stuff, and then we got a tour of, like, the Senate, of the Capitol and all that, and got to play around in there and pretend like we were in the House of Representatives and all that fun stuff. And Cool. And then we went to Virginia and did a whole tour through Virginia and stuff. And one of the days we got to go to Six Flags. But we were all hung over because me and Denise and uh, my girlfriend Jamie snuck liquor in our hairspray bottles. <laughs> See, all you had to do is find the president. I got some liquor for you, girls. Come on back to my office. <laughs> oh, wait. How old do you say you work? Never mind. <laughs> One of the things on the list that I definitely want to talk about that is that I got to get it out because it's all over Facebook and all over the internet and it's all in the group chats that I'm in because I'm in a lot of horror like groups and stuff. The Freddy remake right. or is it a remake? Is that what it is? Is that what it's called? Eh, who knows if they're like calling it a reimagining probably will be the next term. Didn't they already do a remake of Freddy? Exactly. But they're terrible. talking and and even they've got oh. a picture of Robert England saying it sucked. You know, 2010 remake sucked. But they're talking possible CGI maybe or him voiceover, but there was a lot of discussion about it. And within the group setting of, like, what did people think? And, you know, there was a lot of people getting their panties in a bunch about things. And I was like, oh, Nelly, settle down. Like, it's just well, opinions. Well, it's just they, opinions. You know, like, simmer down. <laughs> simmer down now. Exactly. Yeah, if, they, down now. if they did another movie now and they had him being the voice and they CG everything from the point where you fall asleep till you're dead or awake you know, and have real people in between there, you know, it would, it wouldn't be a new, it shouldn't be anything to be too upset about because it would just be the next one in the chain, you know, unless they try to change the whole story for some reason or make the entire thing a cartoon or something. No. It wouldn't be a CGI film, but if you, if you think about like the way the old movies were, they always cut to weird effect scenes when he showed up anyway. So if that was all computer generated, it wouldn't be all that, you know, it would be like, Freddy versus Jason was pretty much where they had everything was CG in that movie. Right. Towards the end, especially that whole last huge fight was all fake, of course. And then they were asking if he isn't able, obviously he's not going to play Freddy. If they they were, they could could motion capture him too. If they were to pick somebody who were they, who would be the best actor to fill the shoes for him? 
Heather Langenkamp. Right. <laughs> Somebody said Bill Mosley, and I'm like, fuck yeah, Bill Mosley, because I love him. Ow, 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 But uh, I'm like, ooh, could he do it? He could do it. I mean, he was then crazy. It would, just, and- it would just be Chop Chop with the Freddy glove. You know, you wouldn't, you know, or, or whoever you want to call him from uh, from House of a Thousand Corpses. I always t- take him back to Chainsaw. But, yeah. Well, he was in Devil's Rejects as well. I right, mean, he's right. played in, he was in Texas Chainsaw. I mean, he was. There's no reason not to do it with, you know, with Robert England. If you're not going to, then just don't do do it. it. Don't do it. That's how I feel. If you're not going to use him, don't fucking do it. There's not too many things like, like nobody would really want to see, you know, like Austin Powers without Mike Myers, you know, stuff like that. Some people just belong to certain, you know, you don't want to see somebody else playing Axel Foley. That's, you know, I don't want to see so many. I think there's so many. There's so many writers out there with original ideas. I think we could just take a break on all the reimagining Thank and the remakes. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Isn't, you could just make an original movie. I mean, Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because that's where people were just like, well, what about Batman and this movie and James Bond? And I'm just like, dude, like, they, I hated it when they changed freaking all the Batmans and had a different actor yeah. for every Batman. It pissed me off. I didn't get into James Bond, sorry. But it just stopped recreating all this shit. Stop changing the characters. Keep it the same damn person. You know why they're doing Or that, just right? stop doing it. It pisses me off. Be creative. Be original. Your shit is sloppy. Get off your dick, you motherfucking garbage copy. Stop fucking taking shit and redoing it. Just stop. The reason reason for that is because people won't try or buy new things anymore. They all want to, you know, I'm not familiar with that, so I'm not going to check it out. It's not worth my time. That's That's like a a new attitude that people have developed over the past 15, 20 years. And that's why everything is is getting done that way. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you only in the fact that TV right now is the medium that's eclipsing that. When you got shows like The Walking Dead, or you even got new shows like Mr. Robot. Mr. -hmm. Robot is, I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show, but you talk about having like a, the anti-hero. I mean, it's a guy, a scrawny hacker guy who Mm -hmm. has drug issues and socially, you know, awkward and inept. And then this is a really smart, slick, well-written, well-acted show. I've heard it's really good. It's it's really smart and it's really uh, well acted. And it's like, that's something that you wouldn't even think like the world of hackers and stuff like that. Like how, I mean, that's like a one trip funny. All right. You hack somebody. Now what? You know, but they actually made it a very interesting show. Says the guy who's been running a 2020 campaign for 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. There's ways to make it interesting. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, but yeah. see, the I difference just, between like, the TV thing, though, is like, it's not technically free-free, but there, you don't have to pay a, a upfront fee. Like a new movie, well, that might cost 10 bucks, or a new album, or even a song. I'm not going to give you a dollar for that. 
But TV, people can passively sit by and go, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that is maybe right. the place where all the new ideas are going at the moment. Yeah, that it, is it does, true. It just seems that way. It's, it does seem that, that way. is true because there is a lot of shows like uh, my DVR is full to the max of like shows from, uh, you know, The Walking Dead to Z Nation to Salem to freaking Liz Borden. I got Game of Thrones. There's all kinds yeah. of freaking things, you know. I, I'm behind yeah. two episodes on this on Scream, the Scream series on V on MTV, and that's you know actually what? my daughter. My daughter's actually watching really that. Good. It's really good. And I saw I saw a little bit of it, and I, to me, I, I, it's a little it's a little. I can't believe it's like on TV. Right, that's and what I, I thought too. Yeah, exactly. the, parts, the parts that I saw, I thought that too. I'm like, this is actually more extreme than the stuff they were taking out of the films right. because they were, you know, you can't show that in the theater. That's you know, non-rated material. Like, well, this, the TV show was was more extreme than the movies. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then again, I, I realized that the first screen movie came out in the it's '90s, like 20 years ago. You know, yeah, and it doesn't. I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, I was going to say it kind of holds up, but no, it doesn't. But then again, no. Scream was kind of like, not it, it never really spoofed horror movies, but it did kind of... It was, um, it was supposed to be somewhat satirical. The first one still holds up if you look at it from the... If you didn't watch 25 parodies of it that came since, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what, you're right, you're right. I would have to say that. That's like everything. I mean, story. they do it so many times that like the original start, source material starts to suck. It's like, oh, that's terrible, but it's it wasn't terrible until everybody did it again, and again, and yeah. again, and again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> right. That's the same idea with the remakes. You know, stop read. We've seen but then it again. Before. There you go. Yeah, we did see it before, but they are taking it to another MTV uh, show that Teen Wolf. My daughter watches that too, and that is just completely different from the yeah. Michael J. Fox movie that yeah. I saw. Oh, I watched right. the, what the hell is this? first Teen Wolf looking for Styles on top, surfing on top of the van and shit, and it was like, uh, yeah, no. No, this is like yeah. Twilight with with, uh, with the same character names in it, so I, I didn't need to, I clicked yeah, that I'd, one off. I haven't watched that one, never got into that one. I'm it should at least older. be a comedy. Like, it'd be like if they did Back to the Future, the series, <laughs> and it was about mad scientists trying to destroy the Earth, you know? <laughs> it's like, what the hell's going yeah. on here? It's what like, is- wait, this is just, a, you just took the name of a beloved movie and did what the hell you wanted to do. Right, like Friday the 13th, the series. <laughs> well, they used to have Friday the 13th, right. the series. Do you remember how much it sucked because it had nothing to do with the movies? <laughs> yeah. No, Nothing at all. I didn't think, it was just I called didn't Friday the Thirteenth. I loved that well, you show. Probably, yeah. I used to stay up because it would be on like Sunday nights or Saturday nights at like eleven o'clock at night, and then Glow Wrestling would be on right after it. So I would stay up to watch it, and I would have like my TV, and I would like TV set, and I'd put a blanket over it, and I'd stick my headphones into it. And I would stay up and watch it, but I was I loved it because it was possessed items, you know. And of course, me being a weird oddball with paranormal and stuff like that, I loved it. Yeah, it was more up your alley for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, way way up my alley, <laughs> way up my alley. So yeah, we were too busy watching like Star Trek and stuff then. Still, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't into Star Trek. I still say fuck you, William Shatner. 
That's all I got to say. Fuck yeah. a bunch of Shatner. I was more into Fuck. Picard than Kirk. <laughs> Are you going to go Iron Sheik on Bill Shatner? Fuck the Shatner! Oh, no, I not. saw something. I don't know. I think it was like on Facebook or something. Somebody, it was like the Where's Virgil app or something. And oh, it was like, Jesus. it was just a bunch of these pictures of Virgil at all of these different comic cons and wherever he had his booth set up. And there's like nobody ever had his booth. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I just feel so dog. bad. <laughs> lonely a, Virgil, that's what it is. Yeah, but now oh. he just signed up with the Iron Sheik's managerial team, the, his promo people. So now they're working him online the same way they worked the Sheik. So he's becoming more of a comedy act that people are now getting behind. It's like, it's not him. It's just these two guys sitting there using his name, but give him money, you know. So yeah, he came up with his clever catchphrase, and now they're using, you know, making Virgil popular. Like, so go figure. All you need is a marketing team, and you can do anything you want. Good for him, because I, I felt I, I saw that. I, I felt bad for the man. I was like, oh Jesus, son. Well, the problem <laughs> though is that, like in real life, the majority of the people who have interacted with him are not real big fans of him. <laughs> you know, but I still don't want to see that dude doing terrible. You know. Yeah, I only remember from the old WWF days when he walked with uh, Ted DiBiase. I don't even really remember him wrestling on his own. <laughs> I, I mean, I know he did. did. I remember later. him and he wiped, yeah, a little bit. But I just remember him basically being Ted DiBiase's valet. And uh, yeah. that was it. Like, yeah, that's all I really remember, it. too. When they both jumped to WCW and he went from being Virgil to Vincent. All right. And it's like, that was when it was, that that was when it, yeah, they started calling him Vincent instead and they started to have some matches. That was, that was shitty. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't seem like he was a very, uh, we were talking about remakes and all that stuff. I also see that, uh, that the guy from trauma films wants to remake or reboot or redo the toxic Avenger now, but he wants to do it. But it's the actual team behind it. You know, they could make another one and actually make it good. But you can't make it too good because that goes completely against the spirit of the whole thing. You know, right? It's like it needs to be a rubber, rubber suit, really bad looking. Can't be kind of a you know B movie. It was a it was a B movie. Definitely, and and not to not to beat a dead horse, but. We do have a lot of things, a lot of movies and things in our past that we love, a lot of TV shows. And occasionally it is kind of cool when they do a remake of something. I remember even getting, you know, like when they when they did the, the new uh, Star Trek, I oh. got excited. I was like, and I saw it, and I saw both the movies, and I enjoyed them both very much. You know, you know so. I... Got excited when they redid Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I actually loved it. I think I went and seen it a couple of times actually in the theater, and I think I like it more than the original. Believe it or not, <laughs> well, I, know. Yeah, and I was just about to say. You know, sometimes I was just about to say sometimes they do get it right, and sometimes they get it worse. Like, wow, they got a franchise on their hands, but there's other times that they don't. <laughs> I think just they just they just picked alone. the beautiful casting, and especially with the sergeant that played the sheriff, 
you know, or what is his name? Earl Lee, whatever, mm-hmm. or Lee Earl, whatever. I don't know his name, but the crazy sergeant guy. He played a perfect bit. They just did an amazing job. But we were, this was also being discussed as well in that discussion group as far as remakes. Um, Poltergeist came up and they were arguing as far as it being a remake or not being a remake. And I'm well, like, yeah, oh it was my a God. remake. It and was I'm almost like, a direct yes. script from the first hour of the movie before right. they forgot what they were doing. And then, and I'm yeah. like, and, it, and I'm like, and it fucking sucked. And you know what pissed me off the most is they couldn't even keep the damn characters' names. At least they could have done is kept the characters' names the fucking same, and they didn't. And that's what made me mad about the movie. And they changed it up pretty good, but they put some new things into it. But as a remake, no, like it just it pissed me off <laughs> like and people were arguing about it and i was just like no like i think a person actually asked whether to if they wanted to buy it or if they should buy it or wait to wait till it comes out to redbox or to rent it and we're like wait till rent it <laughs> like don't go buy it <laughs> <laughs> don't don't buy yeah. it. You're gonna be you'll be disappointed because I mean Carol Ann is what made Poltergeist. Like you can't take Carol Ann away from that movie. You could show the original movie in a theater now, and it wouldn't seem like there was all that much stuff. There was the only, the only thing they really needed to do was CG the the TVs, right? You know, because nobody knows what the hell a uh, you know a, right. those. The old style TVs were and stuff, you know, updating it to put new tech in is cool, but they didn't really need to change anything else, you know, just make no. that same movie, but re or just make a new movie that is along the same idea and not called that with different people because that would have been better anyway. Yeah. If that movie was yeah. called anything else, it would have been at least one star. It better. probably would have been a little, a little better. They could have changed it. You could have used different characters. It could have just been another you know, poltergeist type, you know, ghost movie, and they could have been right. done with it. The fact that they tried to repackage that poltergeist, they, uh, they, missed, they missed the mark like way off. 252. You know, it's like it's funny, uh, Ralphie used to have a girlfriend who, who used to say every time she came to our apartment, she felt like her intelligence level dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about, and uh, <laughs> I, I take I take offense at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, I did. But too. we were young, and we did hang around some uh, <laughs> unsavory people. <laughs> A few shady individuals here and there. Yeah, here and there, they'd come in and they'd mm. be in and out. I mean, for the most part. Uh, Weren't you the one in and out? There you go. Uh-huh. Trying to anyway. But uh, yeah, that chick was Hasa Diddy anyway. So. <laughs> what? You're going to have to explain that to the white girls. I was going to say, what? Well, us white girls don't get to that. If your motherfucking feet fits the shoe, I'm Willie D and I came to say, fuck you. Hey, hey, hey. Fuck you, man. Fuck you has been stated by the underground master. Show me a high sedity bitch and I'll thrash you. How to be a high sedity girl. She's stuck up. She doesn't. 
talk to people. She's this, she's that, whatever. And I got the Sadiddy card a lot. I wanted to be the high Sadiddy girl. The girl that was so also oh, stuck up. High Sadiddy girls exude confidence because in a world like this, you have to be high Sadiddy. Well, it basically just means uh, someone who thinks they're high society. Hoity toity. Oh, she actually had her face, like her nose, actually looked like it was stuck up. Like <laughs> she had that look already. Kind of, kind of stuck up. Hoity toity. Hoity toity. Better than us. Yeah. But what was cool about her, though, is that she actually cleaned our apartment. We were 24 year old dudes living together, and this chick came by. She's like, oh, this will never do. And she cleaned all the crust out of the shower and stuff. <laughs> See, that's why I don't I like. I think the best part is that she fucked all of us. I think that was pretty nice of her. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. I like that because she was my girlfriend at the time, but. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't so good from his perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it depends on what side of the dick you're talking about it, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I missed a lot by leaving when I did, apparently. That's all I know. You really did. Well, you know what? We really hit our stride, like, right after high school. Like I was saying before, like, there was a lot of people who, like, treated us, like, real, like, funny when we were in high school, you know, either picked on us or... You know, call this name because for, for all reasons, you know, we were broke, we were skinny, whatever. But it seems like right after high school, it's like all those people who were like dicks to us. I don't know. They just act like they forgot because we had like we lived in this apartment complex where they put all like the young twenty somethings all in one area. It's like they kept they kept us away from like the real families, and they put right. all of us in one area. And we had all these apartments, and basically we had these parties and barbecues and stuff where people were literally going from one apartment to the next. It was kind of like, um, kind of like uh, college life dorms, you know. And uh, we had the apartment that was like the closest to the parking lot, so people would always like when they would pull up, they would come hit our place first, and we'd have the barbecue, we'd have music going and stuff like that. And people just came over because all the young, hot 20-somethings were all in the same area. So people were trying to hook up and stuff like that. So they were trying to, so a lot of guys tried to be cool with us so they can get in, so they can get to the other girls who were in the apartment complex. And I don't know why, but a lot of the girls in the apartment complex, they were coming to us because I guess they felt safe around us. There was no other reason. <laughs> we were fucking nerds <laughs> and shit, and yeah. what we were doing our thing. One of our friends came up with a nickname for the place. It was GMP, a.k.a. Ghetto Melrose Place. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Melrose Place the whole time you were it like, really, describing it. It really, really was. <laughs> and the funny thing is, to, to actually how it all started... We actually were all in relationships at the time. We all had girlfriends, fiancés, people who were living with us. We were living that life. And we actually had a sit down and we were looking around the apartment complex. It was like, hey, man, there's a lot of, there's some, uh, there's a lot of nice looking ladies here. around here. <laughs> we have these uh, what are we bras hanging around my neck. <laughs> so yeah, I don't we decided that this. we were going to do a, a group breakup. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Isn't that a movie? This is what happens when you're sure 20 years old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Women, bro, we're staring into the future here, and the future 
It's women. Maybe we should break up with our girlfriends too. That would be sweet. We'd have the whole summer to hang out together. Party and get with every chick in sight, man. Thought a lame-ass girlfriend's hanging around us. Yeah, man. They suck. That's what I'm saying. They suck. That's what I'm saying. So all the guys got together, and we all decided that we were going to break up with our girlfriends, fiancés, women we were living with and whatnot. And um, I don't know if we had like, an actual day where we were going to start, but I remember Ralphie was the first one. He cut off his girl. He was like, I'm done. I'm breaking up with you. We were like, oh, shit, Ralphie started it. It's happening. It's happening. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't think everyone was actually serious with that. But, I mean, I was so done. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I wasn't even done. I was just down for the cause. So I was like, all right, I'm done, too. <laughs> and then Tom, <laughs> and then it took Tom, actually, a couple months later. Tom ended up going to jail first. But uh, <laughs> after he got out, he decided, yeah, because his brother, his girl, I'm, oh, I, I put that out there. Anyway, something had happened where allegedly some things had happened. So Tom had did some things allegedly. Well, I mean, the hear him say it. He acted like he did a nickel and chino. He did ten days. Yeah, and then we were also all working. We were all working at the same restaurant, and we ended up developing this really bad reputation. And it actually worked against, I guess. Whatever they were trying to do, they were always say, hey, stay away from those guys. You don't want to be around those guys. Those guys are dirty. You don't want to. And all that was was just a big advertisement for people to come by and do things. Because every time someone told you to stay away from us, they just came on through. Talk to you. Right. Yeah, it actually got really bad. It, uh, for me personally, it got, it got to a point where I didn't even know how to talk to women anymore. I just, I just couldn't approach a woman. I just didn't even know what to say. I never learned how to talk to him in the first place. Where did you, where did you learn that? We didn't have like any one dude around that was like that guy. We didn't have the Fonz. We didn't have like no, a sleazy dad figure. There was no, you know, there was no perverted adult male role model for us to follow. We all had these nice guys, so there was no <laughs> bad guy for us to follow the example of. And we figured the movie people were all bullshit. So yep. We we picked shit up from comics and shit. It was not the right idea, but so it goes. Yeah. And that's what the people are doing online now with their fucking entire, everyone is the social justice warrior, white knighting people. Where it's like, you know, like that thing with the, the page and, uh, and what's this face? Razor Ramon the other day. They, these two people oh, joke with each other yeah. on Twitter. And, you know, he said something about spanking her, haha. And, like, all these people got up, you know, completely up in arms because, oh, that's, you shouldn't say such a thing and that's degrading her. And she's like, well, I thought it was funny. And they're like, well, that's because you have no self esteem and you're degrading yourself. And it's like, oh, God. why don't you just stay the fuck out of it because it has nothing to do with you, you know? Right. But that's I, all these yeah, guys that think they have to that. defend, you know, well, if I, if I defend her, she'll want to sleep with me for sure. You know, like, that's like, no, dude. You know, like, yeah, I remember that. That attitude I when that. I was 16, but it's not cool when yeah, not. You know? You're grow out of that. Yeah, white knighting. He they seem to be growing into it on a regular basis now. It's like a huge thing, right? And like even the you know even if a woman says something, they get on her for being anti-woman. You're like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> <laughs> how can you be anti what you are? You know, I mean, usually that doesn't work out too well. <laughs> 
But that's that goes in with the thing with the target and the toy shelf too. Like, well, how dare you tell my little girl she should play with this toy or my little boy or whatever? It's like, well, what you didn't tell him that? shit if you don't put a sign up. Which toy do you think the kid is gonna go for anyway? Nine out of ten times, the one that you would have put the sign up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what, it's nature or nurture. It I does. It's like no. kid, and he won't play with the Nerf Rebel stuff, which is like aimed at it's, it's girl because it's purple and pink, I guess. But like Prince will have right. a purple and pink bow, and he's a dude, so what the hell? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you didn't use Prince as the standard. <laughs> <laughs> the standard for masculinity in today's America, exactly. You know where you got that shirt from? And the damn sure wasn't the men's department. We were we were at a we were at a Prince concert and we were really close. We were like in the third row, nice. and he was singing. He was doing this song. He had these like little white pants on, and he did this move where he kind of did this crouch lunge. And I really felt like Prince's little prick was like right in my face. I was like, "Hey, Prince, this is like really close." Hey, people pay money for that shit. So yeah, I have a friend now who would totally kill you just for hearing that you did not take advantage of that situation. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because my uh, at the time I was married, uh, and she was a big Prince fan, and I actually heard like. Prince was trying to talk to somebody in the band. He was like, hey, get some of these girls up on stage. And I was like, hey, honey, Prince wants guys, or girls up on the stage. Why don't you go? Go. She was all scared. And then I told uh, my other buddy's wife was there. And I was like, come on, you're, you're a little more fearless than my wife. Why don't you guys go up on stage? These girls that were like right in front of her, so they jump over the barrier, went up in there, all, everything, all of a sudden, all these girls are up on stage. And I'm like, honey, go ahead. This is he's on your list. It's Prince. He's on your list because when I get my chance, trust me, I'm taking it. See, if I get a chance to fuck Prince, I am too. No, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> At least go for Sheila E., you know. Shit, I'd do it. I'm telling her to rap, to rap some Crest Groovin' verse for me. Well, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm Sheila E. and I want to say that I'm a super high power cold crushing lady. And I'm here to talk about this thing called rap to all the party people at the party this night. And you know, I'm. <laughs> so you remember, those, remember those lines? Come on, do those lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics from Crest Groove. I just watched that. Crush Groove? Oh, yes. I haven't seen that in forever. I love that movie, though. 252. Today we're going to run down the Retro Nerds 252 list of the top five hair metal albums of all time. Now we're specifically talking about hair metal here. Not thrash metal, speed metal, heavy metal, death metal, doom metal, sludge metal. The list of metals goes on and on. We're talking about hair metal. The guys that wore spandex. The guys that had a lot of hairspray and wore makeup. And the guys that the bands like Metallica and Slayer would have wanted to beat up backstage if they ran into them at a festival. You know, right. Because the people who had a couple, well, how about Slayer? And like, no, Slayer is not hair metal. You can leave well, out the thrash people. You can leave out the speed, the death metal, you know, the, all right. that stuff. Right, because I put Skid Row in there, and that kind of was like right on the border-ish. Because right, and actually, he yeah, yeah. kind of didn't really like he wasn't really hairy metal-ish. I guess you could say. I was actually going to send him a message and ask him what he thinks because it's like, well, them and Guns and Roses were borderline transition era bands. Right, they were they were 
darker bands at heart, but they were trying to break into that scene, so they poofed out in first. You know, like the watch "Welcome to the Jungle" video. Axl Rose yeah, has right. big He's poofy got hair poofy and lipstick. Hair. Yeah. You know, he looks like everybody else said that. He could be in poison the way he looks there. But then the next right. video he had on a bandana and his aviator sunglasses and was trying right. hard, you know. Skid Row was the same way. Because mm. if you look at the singer, you know, Sebastian Bach, he was Bach, the girls right. thought he was beautiful. He was a pretty guy. You know, he looked he like was. a woman. He was like the skinniest, most feminine person there was back then. But he had a killer voice. He could sing his ass off. He still sounds good. So while their first single might have been hair metal, sort of by default, because the label wanted a single they could sell, they had to sell out in order to become the band they wanted to be. That first record did have a couple of hair metal tracks mixed in with all the sort of harder-edged, almost punky songs they had in there. By the second album, they threw in a couple of ballads to make the girls happy, and they rocked out on the rest. He still sounds good, yeah. So it's like, well, were they a hair band? It's like, no, they just had an attractive singer that made you think so. (laughs) So, right. So the top five were... Number five is Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. That album, while it was, you know, everybody had it and it was popular, the the end of it sucked. You know, maybe if you were a girl, it didn't suck as bad. But the last three songs were all ballads. And it was like, eh. Well, uh, being a girl at that time, of course, we loved ballads because if we were going through, because if we were going through breakups or whatever, then we loved the ballads, and that was kind of how White Snake was as well. Like White Snake was like makeout music or roller skating music. <laughs> roller skating music, yeah. Nobody knows much about that now. So, All right, okay. well, I'll take the amendment I, off the Bon Jovi album then. And I'll let the entire thing be good since other people do have an opinion too. <laughs> yes, yes. From a guy's perspective, though, we all turned that tape off after the first song on side two, which was the one they used in Spaceballs and was still good. Spaceballs. Uh, uh, number four, we have Poison, four. Look What the Cat Dragged In. I loved that fucking tape. I played <laughs> that thing till it broke. And everybody had the tape. That was that was the thing. It was past the record buying era and before the CDs. You know, we were all buying cassettes then for sure. I had yeah, their other I, one on cassette too, but that was the better tape. Yeah, I wore it till I couldn't even see it, but I knew it by heart. And my actually, my next door neighbor Carolyn and I would like make dances up to some of the songs and stuff, and like sing to some of the. Songs to Poison. Right. Yeah, we used to do like we'd do the, the cheesy moves from the video or something too. Right? Yeah, we would do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite. Yeah. I think actually that was on on my list when I put it on there. I think that was that was on, on my, everybody's list. Like that was on my top though. Actually, all of them, the rest of these I think were pretty much well, maybe not, but mostly these were on everybody's list. But uh, the first time I saw that Poison record was at, uh, you know, when you used to be able to go to Kmart and look at everything. And I saw it sticking over the rack one day. And like, oh, who's that girl? She's kind of cute. And I picked it up. I'm like, okay, well, wait, no, this one is definitely a guy. And I'm like, but what, uh, this one's a guy, too. But wait, there's like a girl and three dudes. And I looked in the back and I saw the names. I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, that was like 12 or something. I'm like, well, totally just this dude just like I thought it was a girl. I didn't know. You know, so right. then it's like, well, let's listen to it and see what they sound like, you know. And then, okay, well, in the videos, they didn't look as much like girls as they did on the record cover. They did that most. No, they really did exactly, glam. You know, they did it to do what they did. It got my attention. And I looked at the record. They you know, glamour I, shot it 
totally out for their their record. Yeah, my mom was just. I remember when they. Um, I think it was maybe Poison and Guns N' Roses or something that were coming to concert and I wanted to go and my mom was like, no, you are not going to see those girls play. And <laughs> I'm, like, not, I'm like, they're not girls, they're, they're guys. And she's like, well, even more so, you're not going to see a bunch of guys dressed as girls to go play. And I'm like, but I want to listen. Let's just listen to their music. And she's like, no. But then, you know, you know 10, 15 years later, here she is wanting me to take her to see Marilyn Manson, right? right. you you know, right before she passed away. Well, we so, should have at like, some point. Uh, we should have taken you know, her and my grandma to a Manson concert. That would have been a blast. She wanted to see her. She wanted to see him before she passed away, which blew my mind because I was like, "You never wanted me to see Poison, but you'll want to go see Marilyn Manson." So when I finally did get to see Poison. You know, in my 20s, I was just like, finally, thank you. I don't even know how I came about even liking them. Oh, I think my, I don't even remember her name. Stacy, I think her name was. She was the one, she was like the quote unquote, like burnout, like bad girl that I wasn't allowed to hang out with. And she was She sounds the one. cool. <laughs> right. That was who I liked to hang out with, was the people that my mom told me not to. But she introduced me to listening to Poison. And that's how I got into them. And that's kind of how I started listening to hair metal and stuff. Because I went from New Kids on the Block and like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Criss Cross and, <laughs> Black, and Black Sheep. And, you know, that's what I listened to. And... I went from that into hair metal. So I had a friend that always had all those metal cassettes before I did too. Or no, like that was maybe '85 when it was starting to kick off. And he'd have all because he had Columbia House or something and a cool cousin, so he'd have this you know, stuff like, "What's this? What's this? What's this?" Just every everything cool. And uh, so I'd borrow all his shit and listen to it. And that's where I found most of those bands, like Poison and. And Cinderella, and you know, and then all the the hard stuff too, which was like the you know Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, all those bands were out already too. And that was the hard stuff, but yeah, Rat, and uh, they, they, back then Kiss was trying to be sort of that style where they had the you know no makeup and their big poofy hair. You know, like everybody was doing it at that point, so was, that was a right. cool, cool time for hair metal. Number three is Out of the Cellar by Rat. Right out of the cellar. Actually, I just watched, uh, what was it? We Somehow we woke up and uh, pop-up videos was on. Nice. I haven't and, seen that in uh, a long time. I know. And it was kind of funny, comical, because my mother-in-law was in town, and uh, she actually was, like, kind of giggling at it because she's like, I haven't seen the pop She's like, I didn't know they still did pop-up videos. And I'm like, I didn't either. And it was the round and round video. Oh, okay. Of rats, so I was just like, "Oh my god, I gotta watch this!" And you know, my kids were like, "What is this music?" And my mother-in-law is totally not into that music. Like, she doesn't. She listens to like classical or like church music, or I don't know what she listens to, but <laughs> she'll tolerate anything. She doesn't speak her mind unless she needs to. She's pretty laid-back, cool-ass mother-in-law. I'm blessed with that, thank God. But she was enjoying it. She was like, this is awesome. But, yep, Rat was on there. 
round and round, and then that was full of hair to the core, metal. So yeah, yeah, they were fluffy hair out. everywhere. That was Poofed in '83. There, they had this weird thing where the bands were trying to sort of cross from being, you know, they, they branched between Kiss and full-on hair metal, where like, you know, Rat, Motley Crue, and a couple others would have. Like, you know, Molly Crew had the things they looked like a cross between Adam and the Ants and Kiss. They had, like, the painted stripes on their face and some white stuff. Yeah. They, you know, they looked more like, you know, a punk rock apocalyptic version of Kiss or something, like Mad Max right. style. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I don't know who who was the first one to really make it go girly, but it was not Molly Crew. And it wasn't, no. wasn't Rat either. I'd have to say Poison. It could be. I want to say that, that they really pushed it out there to... And that, that would pretty much put the birth of it with either uh, Talk Dirty to Me or I Want Action. <laughs> One of those two videos would have been the yeah. push then. And that makes sense, kind of, because that was, that was right out of the U2 and sort of, you know, kind of in excess era right there. You know, they came around yep. right after that. Yep. So and yeah, chronologically, it might have been poison. So people can blame them. <laughs> or, or thanks them, depending on your you know, I like the stuff so I thank, I loved it I'm not I'm not gonna blame them <laughs> it was part of my to some bad stuff was, later there was some really really bad stuff that we didn't like but you know there's always that there's a lot of everything I don't like rap music that was bad and there's rock that was bad everything oh yeah but, uh, but there was enough good stuff there that it was worth checking out most definitely I can agree with that. It was that MTV era, too. It was coming out of, you know, the, all the Michael Jackson and Prince videos. They gave us 84 and 85. That was the, you're hammered with that stuff. And then, like, the bangles came along. Oh, so yeah. So it was still very pop music. But then they'd say, well, here's these, these guys that are supposed to be the tough bands, but were really, you know, were prettier than half the women that were on, you know. Like, well, which one of these is a girl? Pat Benatar, Brett Michaels, 1986, guess. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And then they would throw in some White Snake, and then they uh, went to uh, Warrant. Warrant was big there. Yeah. Warrant kind of slid in there towards the end. Like, they kind of were. Their first record, like, I had their first two before they tried to become hard. And the first Warrant record has a couple of really good, hair metal songs but it also yeah. has a couple of the worst most cheesy fucking horrible hair metal ballads of all time <laughs> where it's like man not only is this like a copy of everybody else's song that i dislike but you made it cheesier lyrically than any of them could pull off including people like slaughter and winger <laughs> you know what i mean like docking well they sometimes had some cheese in there too it depended if george lynch wrote the song or not if, you know if, right if, if don docking wrote it yeah he would go like goth girly on a lot of things and like stop singing about your feelings and rock dude like bebus would say right you know and then they started doing headbangers ball with a guy that had hair i was just gonna say that headbangers ball when that started out it wasn't cool and then it got cool right they remember got cool ricky ricky rackman headbangers ball you know i used to love that i would stay up and watch it and then of course that's when beavis and butthead would you know came along and then they would throw in shit from headbangers ball in there and yeah, they were responsible for a lot of bands making a lot of money, actually. Number two, we did Def Leppard Hysteria. 
I was thinking Def about Leopard. Pyromania, but Pyromania has like a bunch of songs that aren't so good, and Hysteria only has one or two that aren't good, and that's only because they're ballads and I'm a guy. The the Pyromania, I don't. Yeah, I didn't like that one. So that was the Hysteria was. Yeah, py- Hysteria was way more better. Pyromania was a few years too early for you too, because that was yeah eighty three and yeah. Like, I was still in the New Kids on the Block and stuff. Yeah, well, eighty three, you were like what six or something you didn't give a shit about yeah, it. you were still was, into disney records you know i was listening to you know the soundtrack to dirty dancing and yeah there you go whatever else you know sh- stupid shit like that you know making up the scenes from dirty dancing and all that fun stuff yeah, we were in the our cheese metal i say poison with the hair metal but we kind of started like def leopard and quiet riot in 82 were the, like sort of the the switch from the dirty Black Sabbathy guys to the poofy-haired guys too, so yeah, Def Leppard. But Hysteria was the better album for sure. That even though he was already one-armed drummer at that point, but that still it didn't change. Like wicked badass. Yeah, it didn't That's... change anything except for the way he looked in the videos. If you listen to their old records, he could have played all those, and he did live play all those parts with one arm anyway because he didn't play a lot of two-handed stuff. So it, right. it didn't even make the, you know, a lot of bands would do that in their style, which, you know, sound a lot different, right? It didn't make him have to lose any of his talent. Okay, now we come to our choice of the best hair metal band of all time. The answer to that is going to wait till next week, because this band has just put the finishing touches on a 30-year career. We'd like to spend a little bit more time talking about them than we have left today. Tune in next week for a full report on our favorite hair metal band of all time. 252. Well, that's the end of another episode. Be sure to check out Cave Radio, not just Friday nights at midnight when you can hear our show, but whenever you're in the mood for some entertainment. They're over at caveradiobroadcasting.com. Hit our website at retronerds252.com for show notes and other cool stuff. Special thanks to Jen, Ronnie, Punchy, and everyone else that filled out the online hair metal survey. Until next time, we leave you with a funky piece from the legendary Maruga, who we will be interviewing on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. My thought in a bubble floated to the bottom of the pond in my mind. Or did it sink to the top? Then there were more bubbles, 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 the size and the wise, depending on the largeness of the thought. I have this thing my thought or a thought or a thing that it used to make me thought, but for what reason? I don't know why, but I'm sure when I find what makes me wonder and wonder, well, the reason can only be I.
Mm -hmm. Ah, ah, Adonis, pull yourself together. 